Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Pastor Christy Amira Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I want to minister a word to you this evening that I know is completely from the heart of the Lord. Before I get into the word, you know, when Goliath came and started to mock God, how many of you know everybody heard the mocking? Everybody heard the accusations. Everybody heard the threats. Nobody was happy about it, right? He was big, he was ugly, he was rude, and he stunk. Someone said, where'd you get that? I just, I just know it. And I will argue about that until we get to heaven and you find out I'm right. He was big, ugly, rude, and he stunk. And nobody liked him. But the perception was different. See, a whole army saw him and thought, I can't do anything about it. I don't like it, but I don't have the power to change it. I don't like the problem, but I don't have the cure. I, 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 I will complain about it, uh, but, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to fight. You know, how many of you know, then, then that was natural perception. There wasn't anything wrong with them. They just were filled with their senses, right? They, they had weighed it. They, they thought, you know, he's a heavyweight. I mean, really, you know, and I'm a, I'm a featherweight and, and there's no way I could take him, right? But David's perception was not based on the bigness of Goliath. It was based on the bigness of, that's right, shout it. And so how many of you see that your perception changes your ability to address the problems of the world? God is looking for people with eyes that see his ability bigger than the issue, bigger than the problem, bigger than the divisions, bigger than the issues, right? And so if you go to the book of Genesis, we're going to look at something that's very important. And we're going to start with chapter 13. And when you're there, say, let's go. My goodness, give them a prize. They got there first. Global Church. Turn in your Bibles with us. And don't you dare turn me off. Don't you dare. I know you wouldn't, but if you're tempted, don't you dare. Because you know what? You need this. Genesis in chapter 13 and verse 14. Are you there? And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward 
and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Now I want you to stop and look up at me. How many of you see that God told him, I want you to lift up your eyes and look? Right? But he told him not only to look, he told him how to see. He said, I want you to look, and then I want you to know that that's your land. I want you to see what you see through the eyes of the promise of God. I want you to lift up your eyes, and I want you to assess it through the perception of my promise. So then he said in verse he, in verse 16, he reiterates the promise, and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. How many of you know that God always told Abram what to look at? He said, I want you to look at the stars, but this is how I want you to see them. I want you to look at the stars, and I want you to look at them and say, so shall my seed be. I want you to meditate on what has no limits, what has no boundaries, what has no ceiling, what has no, hallelujah, barrier. And I want you to state that's the kind of promise God has made to me. Hallelujah. And so this was no different. How many of you know that as far as you can see is innumerable? How can you count the sand on the seashore? It's innumerable. I mean, if you, if you sit there and you try to see somebody is like, Master Christy, this is irrelevant. No, it's not. God told Abram, I want you to meditate on this. I want you to, every time you look up at the stars and you can't count them and you look at the sand on the seashore, I want you to meditate on my promise to you. I don't want you to be small minded. I don't want you to count the problems. I want you to count the promise. I don't want you to count on the problems. I want you to count on God. Hallelujah. And so he, he told him these things and he said, I want you to meditate. But, but then he said, I want you arise. He said, walk through the land. Walk through it. Walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. My goodness, I want you to walk on it. I want you to claim it and say, this territory is mine. I want you to every place the soles of your feet touch. I want you to know that I've given you that land. They may think you're a stranger and a foreigner. They may think that you're new or, and that you're, you're, you don't belong here. But God sent you to this land. And he promised you this territory. And he said he would multiply you and he would bless you. Hallelujah. And so I, I want to stop and give a little history to what's happening here. See, Lot and Abram were dwelling together, weren't they? How many of you know the story? And their herds and their flocks were so great. Somebody shout great. great. That their uh, 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 herdsmen began to argue one with another because they were greater than the land. They were 
overflowing. The land was not enough to handle them, right? So Abram said, listen, let's not fight. We're, we're family. <laughs> he said, you pick. If you pick the left, I'll go to the right. If you pick the right, I'll go to the left. You choose. And so Lot got up, and he looked, and he looked with natural eyes. And he picked the land that looked the best. He picked the greenest grass. He picked the easiest task, right? And the Bible says that that word, when he chose the land, are you with me? Yes. Are you sure you're with me? Yes. When he chose the land, the word means it denotes a choice. Look at verse 11. It says, then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. Let's read verse 10. Lot lifted up his eyes. So Lot lifted up his eyes. How many of you see this? Is the same thing God told Abram to do. But he lifted up different eyes. Right? He lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, it was well watered when he was looking at it, right? Even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as, the, as thou comest unto Zoar, and Lot chose. Now that word chose means that it denotes a choice which is based on a thorough examination of the situation. How many of you see he examined the situation? Yeah. So somebody doesn't know where I'm going, but that's okay. Just follow. Just go with me. I, I know where I'm going, and I'm driving, and we will get there together. Yeah. All right? So, so Lot chose based on an examination of his natural knowledge. How many of you know that if, if you make decisions based on natural knowledge, you'll never step out of the boat? You'll never walk on water. You'll never go through the fiery furnace and have a testimony. You'll never slay a giant. You, you, you'll, you'll never shout the walls of Jericho down. You'll never watch as God parts the Red Sea. You'll never be led in the desert with a cloud by day and a fire by night. Because if you go by your natural knowledge, you won't follow God to where there needs to be a miracle. You will pick the green grass. Hallelujah. How many of you do not want to, the choices of Lot were not the good choices. In the next chapter, he, he gets, his whole family gets taken captive. A couple chapters after that, he has to get rescued out of a city that God's going to just destroy off of the face of the earth. How many of you know you can't trust your eyeballs? You got to follow your faith. You could pick the greenest grass and, and it could be the worst decision of your life. We don't pick something based on the greenness of the grass or the situation. We follow God. Hallelujah. And so Abram gave him the choice and Lot picked based on his natural eyes. But how many of you are not called to perceive things only with the natural eyes? 
And so immediately now look at what God tells Abram. We're going to read it again. In verse 14, he said, uh, lift up now thine eyes. Now notice that's one action. Lift your eyes up. What's the next word? And look. And look. And I want you to look northward. And I want you to look southward. And I want you to look eastward. And I want you to look westward. And I want you to assess it with your eyes, but perceive it with your faith. I want you to look at it, but I want you to call it what it is not yet. My God. And so if you go with me, as we're driving to this destination, to the book of Hebrews and chapter, you could guess it, chapter 11. Hallelujah. See, God is looking for people that see it according to the way he says it. He wants to find people that see it like he says it. See, Abraham, the Bible said he did not account. He didn't consider. Somebody shout consider. consider. He did not even consider his body now dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. What did he consider then? He considered the stars. He looked at it with his eyes, but he perceived it by his faith. He saw stars, but he perceived seed. Mm. He saw sand, but he perceived promise. My God. He saw land that was occupied by giants, but he claimed it as taken by him because God promised it to him and his seed. Are you with me? And so in Hebrews and chapter 11, it says, well, let's, let's, let's start with, let's stay with Abraham. Can we stay with Abraham? Verse, I don't hear you today. Can we stay with Abraham? Abraham in chapter 11 and verse 17 says that by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now, how many do you see? How many do you see? (laughs) How many of you see that Abraham had to trust God? See, he's a powerful man of faith. And that's an understatement to say, isn't it? Because the Bible calls him the father of all the faithful. Thank God. God said Abraham is my friend. He's a, my, my goodness. How many of you would like to have that testimony? How many of you, you'd like God to say, you know, that one there, they're my friend. They're my friend. I, I, I want to share with them my plans. I, I want to talk to them about my, my vision. Hallelujah. Well, if you don't want it, I'll just take it. 
How many of you want to be called God's friend? Yeah. Hallelujah. And so, so Abraham, in verse 19, it says, accounting that God was able to raise him up. Now stop. That word means to take inventory, estimate, or calculate. Lavelle, how could he calculate something he hadn't seen yet? Unless he had been looking at what God told him to look at and calling it what God called it instead of what anybody else called it. He said, God said, my seed will be like the stars. I can't count them, but I've tried every night. He said that my promise will be like the sand on the seashore. I can't count it, but I've started every day. I know my promise is bigger than I could imagine, than I could calculate. Hallelujah. I know my God is limitless. I know my God is infinite. And I don't just say it in an abstract way. I've considered it. I didn't consider the issue. I didn't consider the problem. I didn't consider the limit. I considered the promise. I considered the faith. I considered what he spoke to me. Hallelujah. I looked at that land, but I called it what God called it. How many of you know his name even changed? He called himself what God called him. That takes guts. Because how many of you know that you don't call yourself? Somebody else has to call you. So when other people said Abram, he said, that ain't me. That ain't me. I'm not Abram. God didn't call me Abram. He called me Abraham. And I'm not going to call myself something different than what God called me. Woo! Hallelujah. Ha. Ah, he accounted. He took inventory. He assessed the situation. See, some people think you can't assess the situation when you have faith because faith is blind. No, babe. Faith is eyes. Without faith, you can't see right. You can't see truth. You can't see what's real. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He accounted. He accounted. He took estimate. He said, hold up. Let me estimate the situation. Mm, death. God. Impossible. God. Let me assess the situation. Let me take inventory. Let me weigh the opposing parties. Ha! And it says he accounted that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. So how many of you see that Abraham went further with his faith than what took place? He went all the way past death and he goes, God could raise him up. God will raise him up because I counted those seashore sand pieces I counted those stars I know what God promised me from whence also he received him in a figure and the Weymouth translation says is too much for you the Weymouth says for he reckoned that means reasoned see faith is not without reason Faith is not 
illogical. Faith bases, bases its logic on the bigness of God. Not on the impossibility of the situation. It's not illogical. See, pe- people, I'm just going to believe. What do you believe in? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to hope. What are you hoping? I don't know. <laughs> How many of you know that's not, that's not what faith is? Faith does not come by not knowing and not knowing by the word of God. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith knows. Faith knows. Faith sees. Faith holds. Hit the person next to you say, wake up, you need this. And so, the Weymouth translation says, for he reckoned or he reasoned that God is even able to raise a man up from among the dead. And so figuratively speaking, it was from among the dead that he received Isaac back to life again. He went all the way in his logic because faith had got a hold of the way he thought. See, God didn't say, Abraham, I want you to lift up your eyes and close them. Now imagine. No, he said, I want you to lift up your eyes and look. I want you to look at that territory. I want you to assess it. I want you to look it up and down. Then I want you to walk on it. And I want you to know every step that you take that that ground belongs to you. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and so now we can go back to Hebrews in chapter 11 and verse 1 because that's where we're going. It's where we're going. See, I'm, I'm driving. I'm driving when we're shifting gears now. It's, it sounds real pretty. The engine is, is rumbling. We got some speed going on. People next to us think they can race us, but they can't because my car is better than theirs. And so and you're in it, so we're going. So it says in verse 1, chapter 11, are you there? It says, now faith is the, shout that word, How many of you know substance isn't imaginary? How many of you know that most people think faith is imaginary? Think belief is imaginary. You with me? Just, okay, please God, come, okay, okay, I believe you, but I'm not going to look. I believe you, but I'm not going to look because it's scary if I look. So we acted like you don't know what I'm talking about, but I know you know. You've been on those roller coaster rides where you're like so bold as long as your eyes are closed. You're like, oh, this is so fun. I love it. 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 I can trust, but my eyes have to be closed. I can't look at it. It's too too scary if I look at it, but how many of you see, how many of you see that God didn't want Abram to close his eyes and just hope? He wanted him to change the way he saw 
because you can't walk around with your eyes closed. You're going to see Goliath. You're going to see Jericho. You're going to see the fiery furnace. You're going to see the lion's den. You're going to see ugly people, mean people. You're going to see devils. You're going to see sickness. You're going to see things that are lying to you just by existing. And so you have to be the kind of person that with your eyes wide open can assess the situation. But understand that God is bigger than what you're looking at. Woo! Glory to God. Leprosy wasn't pretty. But Jesus didn't close his eyes. Leprosy wasn't pretty. But he looked right at it and knew that he was carrying the remedy. Woo! Glory to God. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the, what's the next word? What's another word for evidence? What is it? Proof. Evidence Ends the, 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 the question, the trial, the, the case. It's proof. Faith is that proof. Faith is that substance. Somebody said, well, that doesn't make any sense, Pastor Christy. I know. It's because you don't know yet, but I'm going to tell you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by this word that I'm, I'm teaching you right now. And in verse three, verse three, it says, through faith, we, what's that next word? Oh, so it's not through faith. We don't understand, but we trust. Follow me. You'll get what I, you get what I'm, what I'm sharing. Through faith, we understand. We see different. We think different. We plan different. We have different reactions. When people run, we pray. When people lose hope, we command. When people faint, we stand. When people compromise, we don't. When when people yield, we fight. We're different. Faith makes you different. You, You see different. Abram called himself Abraham before he had seed. And so it says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. They were framed by the the same word that promises you framed the world. The same word that says, by his stripes, you were healed. Frame the world. The same word that says, you're saved. 
The same word that says you're sanctified. The same word that say that says you're called. The same word that says as your days are, so shall your strength be. The same word that promised you with long life, I will satisfy you. The same word that says that by his poverty, you will be made rich. The same word that promises you, hallelujah, joy and love and peace in the Holy Ghost. This The same word that spoke light promised to you. So is it logical to believe that word? So through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen... We're not made of the things which do appear. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Well, what made what we see? The word of God, the word that we believe. So why would you have to wait to see it, to believe it? Why would you have to wait to see it, to believe it, when the voice that spoke it and made it be spoke to you and said it would be? See, this is the kind of craziness that Abraham got a hold of. He said, no, I'm not going to consider my body because I know the one who made it. And he said, oh, I'm not going to consider her body because I know the one who made it. And he said... Oh, I'm not going to consider the enemies because I know the one who promised me this land. And he said, hallelujah, I'm not going to consider the adversary because I know the one who overcome him. And he said, glory to God. Are you still with me? Go to John and chapter one. My God, my God, my God, my God. The Bible said that he that comes to God must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. See, it takes faith to see right. Faith does not make you blind. Faith gives you eyes to see what is beyond the veil of the natural. You can see into what is the divine, what has been promised. You see into the future. You see into what God said. You speak into. Hallelujah. The Bible said his word is settled in heaven. That means that it already is. It is just our job to know it is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And what else do we do? We lift up our eyes and we look. And we call it what he calls it. So in the gospel of John chapter 1, says in verse 1, in the beginning. Are you there? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things 
were made by him. By who? By the word. All things were made by him. That means when you believe the word, you're believing what what the preview of reality is. You're believing what preceded reality. That's a deeper truth than what you see. It is not a fantasy. It is the source of everything that is. It is the source of everything that is visible. It is the authority of the ground that we walk on. It's the authority of the life that we live. Hallelujah. It's the source. It's the source. It's the root under the ground, if you will. You can't see that root, but you know it's there. Before there's a tree, there's a root. Before there's a tree, there's a root. And you might not see that root. It's out of your vision. But if you know that seed is there, you better be sure that that seed is growing even before it's visible. You know, when a young lady is pregnant, there's a, there's something happening in her. There's a baby growing in her. There's something that's being formed in her, but you can't see it. And some people, you can't see it for a while. That doesn't mean it's not there. How many of you know that means when God promises you something, it doesn't matter who thinks it's possible. God said it. God said it. See, David looked at Goliath and didn't say, what am I against someone like him? He said, what is he against someone like him? Oh, you don't have to hold back your shout today. I know that hit you. I know that hit you tonight. See, you don't have to close your eyes to have faith. You open them. You look at the problem, and then you look at your God, and then you look at the problem, and you recognize that the problem is no match for the God that you serve. Woo! Hallelujah! See, it's tactical. It's war strategy. It's logical. Big God, little enemy. Big God, little problem. My God. My God. And so all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. There is nothing that is that he didn't speak first. That's why Jesus said, blessed are those that have not seen, yet they believe. Thomas wanted to touch the scars. And I don't want to give Thomas a bad rap because he went on to do some mighty works. Right? But how many of you know in that moment, he was a, I want to see it, to believe it. Right? He was a staunch, logical person. But how many of you see here that there's a different type of logic? There's a logic that takes into account God. (laughs) 
Do you see what, what you, what you, if you, if you have the exposing the prince of darkness teaching, how many of you have the exposing the prince of darkness teaching? Praise God. Do you remember that according to history, the history of Abram's life, that, you know, he came from Ur of the Chaldees and in that place, people studied the stars and they worshiped the stars and Abram was accustomed to that type of religion because that was the type of religion that everyone in that area studied. But Abram, according to history, began to notice something. The stars, see, they would, they would worship wandering stars. Stars that they believed moved across the sky. Well, of course they did because during the seasons, Right? Stars move. See, he was accustomed to looking up at the stars. But the very intelligent man that Abram was, he discovered that the stars don't move by themselves. They move in unison. That means if they move in unison and they all move together, then there has to be someone bigger than them. See, with his eyes open, he found faith. There's got to be somebody bigger than them. They don't move by themselves. It's, there's an orchestration. So then when God would tell him, I want you to look up at the stars and I want you to count them. That got him. That got him. And in John in chapter one and verse three in the Weymouth translation says, all things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing that exists came into being. Everything that is, is because he said it. What has he promised you? See, faith is that root before you see the tree. How many of you got a hold of that root tonight? How many of you got some promises that you're not going to wait on to know that they're yours? How many of you are going to start counting your blessings? How many of you are going to start meditating on your promise? How many of you are going to lift up your eyes and look, but you're going to see a different way? 
You're not going to see the challenge. You're not going to see a ceiling. You're not going to see a barrier. You're not going to see a wall. You're not going to see a no, you can't come this way. You're going to see God's promise. You're going to see his performance for you. You're going to see what he calculated, what he planned, the vision that he spoke. Hallelujah. Just stand up to your feet and lift those hands to heaven. Thank you, Lord, that you called us. Thank you, Lord, that you chose us. You said that we didn't choose you, but you chose us. We thank you, Father, that what you have planned for our life is good. You said that that you know the plans. We know the plans that you have towards us. They're plans of good and not of evil, to give us an expected end, to give us a long life, you said. You said, Lord, that as our days are, so shall our strength be. We thank you, Father, that your word is yes and amen to us. We claim it ahead of time. We claim it for our family. We claim it for our city. We claim it for our nation. We claim it for our world. You said in your word that you're searching for men and women on whose behalf you can show yourself mighty. People like Abraham who won't consider the problem but they'll consider the antidote. They will consider what you've spoken, what you've promised, what you've declared and they will build their life upon it. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.